right, we're back. The Accidental Farmer. It's Casey and Nico, live from Sunnyside Up Farm, beautiful Central Maine. We have a pouting dog at the moment because we won't play tug with her. Hi. Hi. How's it going? We have a new turkey. We do have a new turkey. Brand new turkey. It hatched about 10 minutes ago. Our first one. Our first one. Well, it's not our first turkey, but... Well, no. It's our first baby. It's the have. first turkey that we've hatched from our own turkeys. So it is, dad is a royal palm, and mom is a bourbon red, uh, which we got from North 44 Farmstead, just down the street. Um, interesting story about that. <laughs> so we had two royal palms. We had cranberry and giblet, cranberry being the tom, and unfortunately giblet passed this spring. No, she passed her in the deep freeze. Okay, so yeah, it was winter, it, and it was it was cold. And uh, it was like negative thirty. <laughs> she she passed for whatever reason. I I don't know why, but cranberry was fine. Um, but he was lonely, so we had to go in search of a friend for him. And he had been evicted from the barn already because he had killed a chicken. We had proof. Yeah, poor, I saw it. <laughs> poor Nico went out to the barn and. There's Cranberry swinging a chicken around by the head. So he got evicted. Um, so he was alone. We couldn't leave him alone, especially with it being the middle of winter. So ended up um, putting him in a crate in the the barn for a few nights and then built a pen for him. And then we got a hold of Punk down at North 44, and she had a bourbon red hen. So we went and picked her up, named her Sweet Potato. And Punk was was very nice to warn us, hey, she might come home. Because we only live probably a half a mile from them through the yeah. woods as the crow flies. Um, so she said we might want to keep her inside for a while, which we've done. We've kept her penned up. Uh, we've had her for a couple of months now. Yeah. Um, her and Cranberry have mated. She's laying eggs. We figured she'd settled in. and So we tried to let her roam a little bit yesterday. And for the most part, she stayed in the yard. Uh, Cranberry stays in the yard. He always has. But we got ready to go into town, and I looked around, and I didn't see Sweet Potato. So I started to listen, and I could hear her off in the distance. She was chirping and, and making her little hen noise, and she was headed home. <laughs> she was headed back to North 44. Apparently, she misses Punk. So I was able to... Kind of hurt her back, and we got her back into the into the barn, and I trapped her and put her back in the turkey pen. So we've decided the next time that we try and free range her or let her roam, we're gonna put a band on her leg. That way, if she does make her way back over to North Forty Four, then we'll know which one is ours because <laughs> they've they've got a pretty good size uh, flock of bourbon reds over there. So anyway, the the egg that just hatched. Um, probably 15 minutes ago now, is a Royal Palm Tom and a Bourbon Red Hen. So I haven't decided if we're going to call it a Royal Bourbon or, <laughs> I don't know, a, a Red Palm. It, I mean, it, it's a barnyard mixed turkey, but yeah, I I think I kind of like Royal Bourbon. I like it. I, that's that's a good one, I think. So we'll, we'll go with that. Okay. So we, we just gave birth to a royal bourbon turkey. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. 
We're going to think of a new name. We do have to think of a new name. It's got to be Thanksgiving thing. <gasps> we can call it Biscuit. Biscuit's good. <laughs> I like Biscuit. We can discuss it. We'll get back to you guys on what we end up going with for a name on the, the new turkey. It's got to be Thanksgiving themed. We might That's as well keep we it rolling. It. Yeah, we might as <laughs> we well keep it, it rolling. What's that? We can call it turkey. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Keeps it simple. It does make it simple. Can't remember the John Wayne movie. I think it's Big Jake. He has a dog named Dog. Why not? So, yeah, that, that works. Um, busy week. A lot going on this week. Mm. Kind of a rough week here at the farm. We'll, right. we'll get to that in a bit. Um, if you guys follow our Facebook page, you already know what I'm talking about. But we'll we'll get to that at the end. Just It's been tough. Um, it's hard to talk about. So we'll, we'll get to that at the end here. Um, the auction. I went to the auction Monday alone. Nico was still sick. Down for the count again. She was starting to feel better. And then like she always does, she pushes things too far. And it just kind of knocked her out again. So I went to the auction solo. I managed to behave, right? Yeah. So we we went with six roosters. Uh, we talked about that last week. So brought the six boys, um, sold all six of them. And I've got a friend that wanted some ringneck pheasants. He asked me about it at the end of last year. And this year when we were ordering chicks, I was looking at all the websites that do mail order. Couldn't find any pheasant chicks. Couldn't find any pheasant hatching eggs. Um, actually had a dozen pheasant eggs or two dozen come up at auction. And I ended up getting uh, a dozen of them. So they're in the incubator now. They've been in there for five days. I'll give it a little bit longer and check again. But they're really, really dark shells. So it's kind of hard to tell if, if they're actually cooking in there. But uh, get those pheasants going for... For my buddy Ablaza, and then hopefully we can get him some, hatch him some. So the roosters we took were kind of small. They didn't fetch a great price. Um, sorry, I'm kind of distracted. The the turkey's chirping up a storm there in the incubator. He's he's a vocal little little guy or girl, making all kinds of noise in there. But uh, yeah, the roosters were kind of small, so they didn't fetch a great price. So when it came time to pay for the, the pheasant eggs, I got a decent deal on those. I think it was you know, $17.50, I think, for, for the dozen. I think I ended up owing the auction like $0.31. Cents. <laughs> <laughs> it's the difference between the the roosters and the price for the eggs with the commission for the, the auction house. So that's got uh, we got those going in the incubator. Um. I was in the shower the other night, and Nico comes running into the bathroom, <laughs> throws the door open. I assume some kind of animal emergency, which is very common around here. She has a quail egg. So the quail have started laying. We've gotten quite a few so far. It's been anywhere from one to three a day. It's been pretty steady. Mm -hmm. um, and you found that first one by accident, didn't yep. you? Yeah, I was giving them fresh water for the night. It's just a quail egg. Mm -hmm. and now, was it that night you found two or the second day? I think it was the second day I found two. So they're they're pumping them out. Um, I haven't found any today yet, but it seems like they're laying later now. Yeah, I don't know. They're still inside here. I got to get them outside. We we just moved all of the birds, all of the big birds in the brooder outside today. 
Um, yeah. So chicken smell, we all know that. Unfortunately, around here, you got to keep them inside for a little bit, even if they're under heat, um, just because it's so cold at night. But they're finally feathered out, and they got the boot today. So all the, the big chickens in the brooder, if you've been watching the live stream, you'll notice if you pull up the live stream, there are considerably less chickens in there, and they suddenly look a lot smaller. <laughs> so all the, the big chickens are outside now, and the... We'll, we'll call it the grow-out pen for now. It was the nursery, it, and now they're... Well, no, I mean outside. Oh, So yes. they're outside, what we're calling the grow-out pen temporarily. Um, and we've moved the bantams over into the other side where the camera is. So you'll notice several bantams in there, and then one buff Orpington. She wasn't doing so great with the big chickens, so we put her in with the bantams. But she looks better now. She does. Uh, but we'll keep her in there with the bantams still. She's a little bit bigger. Um, the bantams, we've noticed that we have two that have decided that they are frizzles. Love it. Which is great. Yeah. We've got a couple of frizzles roaming around outside, which we absolutely love. Um, so we knew that we were going to end up hatching frizzles eventually. Um, we had the one frizzle kernel, which unfortunately he passed. So we've got two more going now. I noticed the second one yesterday. Just happened to look in and apparently like hair on a humid day, his feathers just went <laughs> poof. And he was suddenly a frizzle. Or she. So kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. A couple of frizzles go in there. And this one's got a lot of color in it. Yeah. A and brown and white. A lot of color, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's just, it's fun. It's a fun little chicken to look at. Like the, the big poofy hair. They look like they stuck a wing in a light socket or something. <laughs> So we get that going. Um, now we've got the turkey. We'll give that a day or two to get all fluffed up. And the turkey will go in with the, the bantams. And the turkey is already bigger than the bantams. Yes. <laughs> so he'll be just fine in there, even though the bantams are a few weeks old. He's The, the turkey is He's big. substantial, yeah. It's, it's a big bird already. So we'll get that squared away. The quail, I'm hoping I can get outside this week, although you sent me a weather forecast and we have a lot of water coming. Until Thursday. Yeah. Until Thursday. You can walk on the, the lawn now in sneakers without getting wet. Not anymore. Apparently not after tonight. At some point, I will get to mow, maybe in July. Yeah, about that. Which would be nice. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, I just want to get outside and start the garden. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, even that, I don't think, again, it's yeah, going to be I'm a late do, year. But I'm doing the pallet, so we're that, not that should have, help. we're not going to have to worry about tilling except for a small area for the potatoes, carrots, yeah. and onions, and garlic. So now the, the garden that I doubled in size last year, we can shrink. Oh, no, no, no. It's, oh. going, it's getting bigger. Don't, no, no, no. Oh, forgive no. me. Forgive me. Okay, so about the middle of June when I can get into the garden to tell it. Apparently, it's going to stay the same size. Oh, no, it's growing. It's growing. It's okay. it's going to be much larger. The war, the end of the world is coming. we gotta, we got to start stocking up here. Okay, so <laughs> apparently I'm spending a lot more time behind the road to tell it this year. No, no, because what I'm planning on doing is doing half, if not three quarters, with pallets and raised beds. Yep. So I can get it at least two or three harvests out. Yep. And then another portion is going to be for the potatoes and 
the garlic and the onions and the carrots. Okay. I'll go with that. And then the other portion of the side yard is going to be all the new berry bushes. Or they'll be out of the reach of the ducks. Yeah. They... And get rid of those blackberries because who li- nobody likes blackberries. I mean, they're okay, but then you're picking seeds out of your teeth no, for weeks. Even the and... chickens don't like the blackberries. Yeah, the chickens won't <laughs> eat them. They like the raspberries. They leave the blackberries alone. No, blackberries are too much work for me when it comes to jelly and baking. I Because you got to cheesecloth that much. It's just too much. It's too much? It's too much. So we're going to do the black, blackberry, or, uh, raspberries, blueberries, strawberries. That's good. I like all that stuff. Yeah, me too. I mean, we're obviously not going to be able to harvest this year. But there's local farms where I can get all that stuff from. For next winter. Where was the place we went to get blueberries last year? Uh, strawberries. It was Liberty. I don't know. It was a drive. I think it was Liberty. We never go to the same strawberry farm twice. I always go to the same blueberry farm. But... I want to say it was Liberty we went to when we got stand. That was a good strawberry patch. It was a good strawberry patch, but there were a lot of kids that were. I mean, at least running they, and screaming. At least they were outside picking strawberries instead Correct. of playing yes. video games. No, I agree with that, but they were quite loud and disruptive, and I kind of I like my zen when I'm picking. Because then I can kind of meditate and relax. And you just committed a podcast foul. What's that? You didn't silence your phone. Oh my god! Bite me. Abuse, abuse. Did you all hear how she talks to me? <laughs> you told me to suck it earlier. <laughs> I mean, that was followed by me making a comment to you. Well, no, your comment to me is what started that. <laughs> So she might look all sweet and innocent, but and I was taken aback by her comment. I was shook. Red redheads, you gotta watch out for them. We have a good time. We do have a good time. You have to. Yeah. Oh, what else is going on out there? We moved over, moved moved a couple of chickens into a breeding pen. Um, Bertha, our. Brahma from the auction, we integrated into what you have deemed the gentle coop. Yes. Which is our chickens that everybody else was picking on. Mm-hmm. So Bertha's in there with the other two Brahmas. We've got Ida the Isa in there. Charcoal. We've got Charcoal the Silky in there. So they're just kind of chilling on their own. We moved Xena, uh, our buff hen, and Leaf. No, no it's Maggie. Sorry, Leaf's still inside. Maggie into a breeding pen. Um, friend wanted some Buff Orpington hatching eggs, so we're hoping that takes off. He's definitely doing his thing, and she's submitting to doing her thing. Does she have a choice? He's so much bigger. <laughs> he is pretty big. We thought she was laying, but maybe not. She hasn't laid an egg since we put her in there. It may just be stress. Okay. Um, so I'm hoping the next day or two we'll start seeing eggs and we can check fertility on those. And as our friend wanted uh, four or five Buff Warpington hatching eggs, I offered her more, but she said no. Her husband had agreed to four or five. So, but I think she should have a little bit more, only because some may not hatch. You just never know. And I, worst comes to worst, if they all hatch and they don't want that many, I guess they can come back home. 
Not that we want a revolving door, but that kind of defeats the purpose. You got to think it once all our ladies start laying, we're going to be getting like 60 eggs. We're going to be buried in eggs, yeah. Yeah. So next week, I'm expecting the end of next week, we should have, is it 27 more chicks coming in the mail? I totally forgot about those. Yeah. Are yeah. those eggs or are those live? No, those are live. Those them. are live. So we've, <laughs> we've got, oh, what do I have coming? I've got five each of um, buff Brahmas, dark Brahmas, light Brahmas. Are these sexed? Yes. Okay. So they're pullets, allegedly. Well. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, five more buff Orpington pullets. And then I don't remember if I got leghorns or pearl leghorns, but we've got five pullets coming and then two leghorn roos. Leghorns are good. Leghorns are good. I mean, they lay a nice clean egg. They're a hardy bird, except for the cone. They like the frostbite. Haven't heard a whole lot good about leghorn roosters, but... We'll see. Oh, yeah, we've never had a leghorn yeah, rooster. Yeah, we've never had a leghorn no, rooster, haven't. but I figure if if we're keeping the leghorns for eggs, we might as well start a breeding program just so we can get hens for free. and Is it money for nothing, chicks for free? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. They they should be here next week, and the next week, beginning of next week. So it's good that we get the brooder cleaned out today. Get them all outside because we got more little ones coming. Yeah. Back to dusting every day. Yeah. Well, I'll have like two weeks off before they start getting big and making an insane amount of dust. Again. Yeah, it's it's not bad when they're just running around, but when they decide they want to actually do dust baths and the chips, it puts a lot of awful. The entire house every day needs yeah. to be dusted. So at, at some point here. We'll get an actual building dedicated just to chickens that we can have a brooder in and all that fun stuff. So all chickens will be in one building that is not the house. <laughs> we can have our little nursery. We can have an infirmary, some breeding pens. So in other words, we need to start knocking down some trees. At some point, <laughs> yes. We'll take down some trees, flatten some stuff. That's the plan. Anyway, well, we'll and the bigger picture is when the neighbors finally get kicked out, we can buy their property and expand. Have more yes. land. <laughs> it's not a big, not a big piece over there, but it's cleared. No, I think they're only what an acre and a half or yeah, so. something like that. But it, it's clear there aren't mm -hmm. a whole lot of trees on it. And I really want that property. So we'll see how that goes. Um, That's like mega barn over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's we could we could. Build like an old-fashioned chicken barn, oh, one of the, the big ones. Well, what I'd like to do is build a bigger house over there and then turn the, our house into a gigantic barn. I mean, Ooh, come on, I'd, how great would that be? It would, but I don't know how well this place would hold up because it's not really built for that. Well, you know, I can have dreams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. No, that's good. I mean, we have the, the cement pad we could build on. Sure. So that is already here. Yeah. With water and electricity. Yeah. So that that might work. <laughs> That might work. Do a pole barn or something. Yeah. Let a girl dream. I dream away. <laughs> Anything else going on you can think of? 
I made new soap. Oh, you did make a brand new batch, two two different kinds. Two of, different kinds yeah. of uh, cold press. Yep. So One that's... is a goat's milk with um, vitamin A, and then ground and whole coffee beans. And then the other one is an aloe agave with vitamin E, aloe vera, light fragrance. What's the fragrance? Agave. Oh, okay. See, I like to, to ask her what flavor the soap is, and yeah. she gets very upset. Well, because you and Willow used to try to bite my soap thinking it was food. So and... she made soap once that looked like cupcakes. Looked, <laughs> it looked exactly like cupcakes. And if you hadn't told somebody it was soap, they might have actually taken a bite. <laughs> so it's, and from there on, I've always asked what flavor the soap is. And for whatever reason, it just rubs her the wrong way. It's fragrance. Well, excuse me. <laughs> but they're both goat's milk. So they're going to be going into another location. Um, what did he say, June? Hopefully. Opening day yep. is around June. If everything um, goes well, a new place in Pittsfield. Yep. It's going to be a gym that's going to be for working out and also for wrestling. So I'm going to be going into there for all those wrestling moms. Well, I mean, maybe maybe you've got some lady wrestlers in there or some guys that are yeah. I'm getting all sweaty some... and they want to smell good after. Yeah, you know? I'm going to do some a men's line too. But I'm running low on lye and coconut oil and everything else. So. so just so you guys know, that's how she keeps me in line. Because she has lye on hand. <laughs> and she has a reasonable alibi as to why she has lye on hand. Because she makes soap. So if you guys haven't heard or seen from me <laughs> in quite some time, it's entirely possible I've been dissolved and spread around no, no bad. No, no, no. I've got to order more. I'm down to like three ounces of lye, and that's just not conducive for anything. No. No. Like disposing of your enemies. No, or like just making soap. <laughs> or just making soap. Just making soap. We're not dissolving anybody. I do like the coffee soap. That's nice. It's yeah. It's you can get clean and wake up at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's no. The coffee grounds are for exfoliation. Do you know, by law, which I hate that term. If I were to put exfoliation on the bar as a description, I have to do a whole bunch of other things. Like what? Like including ounces. Yeah. Why? Good question. It's because people just are stupid and just make up laws about everything. It's just dumb. What does exfoliation have to do with labeling? For some reason, if you use the word exfoliation, you have to put the ounces on there. And you know what I say to that? Blow me. <laughs> well, then. I sell to housewives and my people, the little tree-hugging hippies. And it's, you know, I've got the bar cutter and everything, but it never seems to be the same ounce. So I would have to weigh every single bar. It's always different by, like. Point two three. Now I'm curious as to what the reason is behind. I that. I don't know, but there is a book that's like three inches thick for soap making laws and rules and standards and guidelines, and they can. What if blow you, me? What if you call it scratchy soap instead of exfoliating? Oh, I love it. It's scratchy soap. It is. No, 
know, everything is pure. All my ingredients are on every single bar in order. But if it's got coffee grounds, it's scratchy. It's scratchy. You can... And my pumice soap and my orange peel soap. It's scratchy. It is scratchy. But in a good way. Yes. And then the goat's milk will moisturize behind it. See? So it's a win-win. You it is. get rid of dead skin and moisturize the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, also my soap cubes do, too, which are my absolute favorite. Those are good. If you haven't tried my cubes, you got to try them. Actually, They're... I like the scrubs better. The brown sugar scrubs? Yeah. Those are good as well. The only thing is you got to be careful because they make the tub really, really slippery. It does get a little slick in there. Yeah. So it's one of those things you got to make sure that you do it and then let the hot water run for a couple minutes because otherwise you're on your ass. Well, see, what you do is you get those little flowery no, those are sticker dumb. thingies that you no, put those on Those are dumb. That reminds me of like 1982. No. <laughs> but at least you won't fall and break your butt. I'd rather fall and break my butt than have pink flower stickers at the bottom of my tub. No fun. No fun. <laughs> Just for that, she's going to come home one of these days, and there's going to be, like, the stick-on daisies all over the bottom of our shower. I mean, I'm all for everything old school, but I can't do that. That's a little too retro for you. It is, and they're a pain in the butt to clean. Of course, I don't know. I got that magic eraser, and those things are... If you haven't tried a magic eraser, you need you need those in your life. I'll take your word for it. Well, try cleaning, and then you would know how great they are. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I set myself up on that one. No, you can, you can combine vinegar. Ouch. Vinegar and Dawn, and that's how I was cleaning all the mildew and soap scum and all that in the bathroom. Then I discovered magic erasers. Does the dog think you're a jungle gym? I don't Is know. Is that what's going she, on there? I don't know. She wants to cuddle. Yeah. So our... Aussie Pitbull Mix Sicily, who is looking kind of like a sausage with legs these days. <laughs> Seeing some exercise. She, well, the problem is she exercises herself for hours at a time in the woods around the house. Yeah, when she breaks when she gets leash. loose. Yeah. And then she doesn't come back, and and the neighbor across the street loses her mind and threatens me and makes me cry. And she's not going to eat the lady's dog. She just wants to say hi and play. She was going to eat little dogs. Cricket wouldn't be around anymore. Well, the dog's been around chickens her entire life. I mean, she's got over 100 of her own chickens and her own little dog. She just likes to run and say hi. Yeah, and this woman loses her mind. And <laughs> last time she was like, I'm going to call the control officer. Yeah, go ahead and tell him I said hi because <laughs> I'm friends with him. <laughs> it's good to know people. Yeah. She's got her shots, and she's registered. She just likes to run and not come home. So we we found, or Nico found, that if you lay down and cry, she'll come over and see what's wrong with you so you can grab her. <laughs> that worked twice. That worked twice. That was it. Well, then there was the time you thought I was dead in the middle of the yard. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so <laughs> That was awful. Have we told this story? No, we haven't told this story. So I was out mowing the lawn. And was that one of the times she bolted out the door? Yeah, because she heard that she doesn't like lawnmowers. She hates the lawnmower. She hates the rototiller. She gets all fired up. She wants to eat. <coughs> and I had made the mistake of leaving the door open, and she can open the storm door. She'll jump up and hit the handle, and off she goes. Even if it's locked, she'll 
is she she pushes hard enough and it'll open. So she got out and we spent half an hour, 45 minutes trying to catch her. Mm. And it seems like she'd been out a bunch within a short amount of time. Yeah, and I just said, to hell with it. So I jumped back on the lawnmower and I mowed the lawn. So she'd circle through the yard and take off again, come back through the yard. So she hadn't gone far. She never does. And I just about got done mowing the lawn. She finally creeped into the middle of the yard. So I shut the lawnmower off and figured, well, what the hell? If it worked for Nico, I'll try it. So I get off the lawnmower, go out in the middle of the yard, lay flat on my back, start crying. So Cicely comes over, and just as I roll over to grab her, Nico comes flying out the door. Oh my god, are you okay? So I roll over, and yeah, I was catching the dog. Tell them what happened, honey. What? You thought I was having a heart attack? Oh, yeah. My previous husband died of a heart attack, and I go outside, and this husband's laying on the ground, and I'm thinking that he had a heart attack, and I lost my mind. <laughs> so I had a pretty good laugh at her expense. It was horrible. I, it was I very traumatic. I'm still not over that. I didn't mean to traumatize her, but I caught the dog. Mm-hmm. Wow. But that trick doesn't even work anymore, so... She's a smart dog. She caught on. So, yeah. On to something new to try and catch her if she gets loose well, again. Well, I'm going to be ordering that collar, so... so we're we're going to try the collar that, instead of just the, the shocks, it also does the, the vibrating and the noise. The loud, high-pitched noise that so drives them crazy. Hopefully, it, it will get her attention and turn her around. If not, we might have to resort to voltage. Well, it's better than... I'd rather have her get a little shock than get run over. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, we live out in the country, but people still do fly down these roads. Yeah, it's kind of like a racetrack out, out in the roadway. And she does end up in the road every time, it seems like. Yeah. So, definitely something to be concerned with. <laughs> but, um, anything else you can think of before we touch on the other subject? So, um, we talked about it before, um, we got goats at auction about a month ago, a um, couple of boys, Clay and Buck, and the end of last week, beginning of this week, um, Clay was off, just like really, really runny nose, and something was going on with him, and... Tuesday, it got really bad, um, really, really lethargic. Uh, Wednesday morning, I got a hold of the vet, and the vet was going to work on getting out there. Wednesday night, by the time I got home from work, um, he couldn't stand. So I got a hold of the vet again. Vet gave me a couple of options that we could do before he got out here. One of them involved an injection of a, a med called Banamine. It's kind of a sedative, pain reliever, anti-inflammatory. Um, he recommended that based on the symptoms we were describing. I was able to find a co-worker. She's got some 
she had some. Um, she has horses and goats. And she was able to dig some out, said we could come get it. Um, by the time I got off the phone with the vet, unfortunately, Clay had passed in Nico's arms. Um, that was tough. That was, that was, that was very that tough. That was beyond awful. Thankfully, he was in the house with us, uh, with Nico holding on to him, so he wasn't, you know, outside in the barn. Not that it matters one way or the other, but some comfort for us, I guess. Um, and then yesterday, which would have been Friday, um, friend came over to help me build a new goat house for Buck. Um, I tracked down a local lady that had some weathers for sale, uh, pygmies. So Buck wasn't going to be alone. We were going to go pick that weather up on Sunday. So we busted out a, a goat house yesterday and he was getting ready to leave and he looked over and noticed that it looked like Buck was trying to pee and nothing was, nothing was coming out, which is always concerning. Um, grabbed him and looked and it looked like there was some crusty stuff at the end of his penis. So he's had goats before. He said, hey, this is a pretty serious problem. Uh, he's probably going to need to go to the vet. So um, tried to find a vet on a Friday afternoon that was available to see him. There aren't a whole lot of large animal vets around here. Um, nobody would see him even on an emergency basis uh, if we weren't clients. Um, I had made an appointment Thursday with a large animal vet to do an onboard um, examination the middle of May, um, but we weren't established clients yet, but I, I put a call into that vet and, um, you know, Friday afternoon, he's got his schedule, hadn't heard back, finally found a vet in Monmouth that would see him. Um, I talked to her a couple of times, explained what was going on. She said, yeah, absolutely. He needs to be seen. Um, she called it urinary calculi, which apparently is very common in goats that have not been weathered, um, which is basically castration of a goat. So he was still intact. Uh, but it's a very common issue with them. It has to do with the acidity or the, the pH level in their urine. Uh, if it dips too low or goes too high, I don't remember which, uh, they can form stones in their urine, which end up either lodged in their bladder or in their penis. They can't pass urine and their bladder explodes. Um, they end up, they still live for a day or two obviously an excruciating pain and they end up septic and and dying that way um so loaded buck up we headed for monmouth get him down there uh, she examined him said yep these are all the classical signs of urinary calculi um, part of her exam was uh, an ultrasound to make sure his bladder was still intact for one 
which it was, uh, and then an x-ray to see if there were any stones that were obvious in his bladder. Um, she told me she didn't see any. The, uh, the next step in that process is for her to actually cut his pizzle. That's the, the medical term for a goat penis. Um, said, yep, go ahead. Um, she worked for 20 minutes or a half an hour before she came out to talk to me. Um, said that it was probably the worst shape she'd ever seen a goat in as far as that goes. Um, she said, it's like I said, very common in male goats. She said anytime that a goat does pass one of those stones that it actually does some damage to the penis and builds scar tissue. Um, the way she described it, basically the, the tip of his penis was just a, a big knotted ball. So she's, she said he'd been passing those stones like that for months, untreated. Um, and that there was just, there was nothing she could do surgically to correct that. So, um, given that, he was obviously in pain. Um, I'd, I'd given him some pain meds before we left the house, which helped settle him down, take some of the pain away. But she said that there was no, no fix for it. Um, so I'm, you know, no, no question in my mind, um, asked her to, to euthanize him. Um, so she did, it was, it was very quick. Um, what she told us and a couple of people, I guess, had, had mentioned it before. That if you buy animals at auction, then there's a good chance you're buying somebody else's problem. Whether it's behavioral or medical. And when I had initially gone in with him and she'd asked how old that he was, I could only give her a guesstimate based on what I knew, which with goats is next to nothing. Um, after she'd been done, after she got done examining him and the x-rays and everything... She said that it was hard for her to guess an age because he was in such poor health medically. Um, she told him, uh, told me that he was obviously neglected before we got him, um, very malnourished for his size. He was very small. Um, she said he should have had a lot more weight on him. She said the x-rays of his lungs were absolutely horrific. Um, she said even if if she had been able to correct the issue with the stones that his lungs were so bad that she probably would have recommended euthanizing him anyway, um, depending on how things went after. Um, tips of his ears were frostbitten. We'd noticed that both goats were missing some hair on the tips of their ears. We kind of figured they were just chewing on each other, but, but she said it was definitely frostbite. Um, so, she, and when she, when she explained there was nothing else that she could do for him, she, she did reassure me that the condition he was in, that it was nothing that we had done. Um, she actually told me that the, the month that we had had those two little goats was probably the easiest they'd ever had it. 
um, that they had had some some pretty difficult lives leading up to when we got them at auction, which was, I, I guess, comforting um, given the situation. But needless to say, we're both devastated. Um, those two little goats made quite the impression on us. Um, it's been a rough few days around here. We knew that farming was going to be kind of hard. Um, more animals, more problems. We've seen that with the chickens. Um, but the goats were different. They're kind of... They were almost like more dogs, I guess. Um, but it, it's been rough the last couple of days. You would think because they had the USDA tags on them that they... Yeah, they, they both came with, um, USDA goat herd improvement tags in their ears, which I looked up. It's, it's supposed to be a program to help improve goat breeding. And the, the vet made mention of that as well. Um, she said where Buck had that tag in his ear, and I, I told her that Clay had one as well, that with that tag and the condition that that Buck was in, she had a lot more questions. That, that tag really raised some red flags for her as to why he had a tag like that and he was in that kind of condition. Um, to me, she, she seemed genuinely upset that those two things were going together, a goat and that poor health with, with those tags. So it, to me, it sounded like she was going to follow up on her end with that because with those tag numbers, you can actually trace back to, to where that goat came from. So it, it was pretty concerning, um, to her as well. And like I said, she she was very nice and and did say that given the shape that Buck was in and with what I explained with Clay, she said it was probably the same type of thing that uh, that they had had a better month here than they had the rest of their lives. So I guess there's that, but um, doesn't it, it doesn't make it any better. It, just knowing that is all that more crushing for us that, that somebody wouldn't properly care um, for their animals. You know, we, all, all the animals here are pets and we love our pets. And as, even with as many as we have running around, mm -hmm. you know, we, we've got big hearts. We want nothing but the best for our animals. So, it was just really hard to take knowing that, that somebody was not nice to those two little sweet goats. They're the best. So I think we're we're out of goats for now. Um, the the lady that was going to sell us the weather, I messaged her and told her that we wouldn't be up. Uh, she was extremely understanding, very sympathetic. Um, 
I explained the circumstance, and she had told me that, that she had bought a few goats at auction as well, and she spent the majority of the time with those goats trying to nurse them back to health. So we're not the only ones to buy goats at auction that had had health issues, um, underlying health issues. They they looked healthy to us when we bought them. There were no issues there. So, But they were... They were very timid, and they weren't coming out of it. Um, you would try to pet them, and they'd put their heads against the wall, or they would cuddle together, and we'd try to give them, you know, we went down the list and looked at all the healthy snacks we could give them, and they weren't interested in that either. So I I think they didn't feel well. They just weren't showing it, and... We don't know a damn thing about goats, so... Well, I so, kind of thought it was new surroundings. They were just, you know, a little nervous. Yeah, we... Which is understandable, so... We figured that it was just new to them, and they needed to adjust. Mm -hmm. But looking back now, it makes sense. It does. Um, so we're, we're probably done with goats for now, maybe later, but it, it will be a while. We'll be better prepared, um... We'll do a lot more research. We're not going to get that from the auction. It's yeah, going to be a professional we've, breeder. We've we've agreed that we're we're done with auction animals. Um, we lucked out with Bertha. She yep. she's in good health. She's laying eggs. Um, she looked good when we bought her, but we're we're done with auction animals. So if we do get into goats again, it's going to be from a reputable breeder. Um. I say we'll we'll do a lot more research so we we know what to look for. Thankfully, my friend the Blazer was here and he's had goats, so when he noticed Buck trying to pee and nothing was going on, he he knew immediately there was a problem. Um, so I'm I'm thankful he was there to to witness that and tell us that the goat needed to get to the vets. Um, otherwise. We would have noticed it. It just probably would have taken another hour or two. Yeah. And that was an hour or two that he just would have suffered. He and... didn't need to suffer any more than he already was. So very thankful that he was there to help us with that. What's even more heartbreaking is he was actually playing and jumping on the little doghouse. And... Yeah, it was the, the first day he'd actually yeah, he done goat stuff. Out. Yeah, he was starting to come out. Yeah, we had him in a little pen, and he actually jumped up on the house and out of the pen. Yeah. <laughs> took off and headed back for where we were keeping him. So, I don't know. If uh, if he knew something was up and you know, just wanted to let us know that he appreciated us or, or what, but I don't know. Anyway... It, it's been a rough week, um, and that's what's going on. It, you know, and we're trying to be open and transparent on what's going on at the farm. Um, it's all new to us, and this part of it's just heartbreaking. There's no other way to describe it. Yeah, this one's too much. It's not a chicken who dies on a Monday because it's cloudy out. It's which, as much as that is a bummer, we've kind of come accustomed to it but hardened to that but these goats were more like like you said dogs or they were they're definitely pets they, they were pets not livestock no they weren't so not to bum you guys out but 
we wanted to, to let you know what was going on. And that's that's part of farming and homesteading and I have a few pictures of him a few hours before he got put down. So I may I may put those up on our page. I'm not sure yet. So that's why we've been kinda silent the last couple of days, not a whole lot of posting. It's just been it's been hard around here for, for both of us. But appreciate you guys for tuning in. Make sure you check out the Facebook page, like and subscribe, YouTube, um, all the places you get your podcasts. Make sure you check out the camera for the brooder. You'll see the bantams, especially the frizzles. <laughs> and we will see you later. This is Casey and Nico, the Accidental Farmer from Sunnyside Up Farm in Central Maine. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Good night.